Fourth and final hour, Darren, Donick, Chase on this Monday afternoon. The Arizona Cardinals have released veteran safety DJ Swearinger. In two weeks, the Titans will head out to Denver to take on the Broncos. Is that right? I don't have the schedule in front of me. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Right? That's Denver's Bills are here and then at Denver. Is that right? Somebody look that up. Make sure. I'm not I'll double check you, but I feel I feel pretty confident. I feel pretty good about that you too. Are correct. But anyway, okay, so two weeks they'll be out in Denver to take on the winless Broncos and they lost at home to Jacksonville yesterday. Gardner Minshew is two and oh since Nick Foles went down. Um Jalen Ramsey accompanied the team on the trip, did not play. Melvin Gordon accompanied the Chargers to Miami, did not play. But Bradley Chubb, their linebacker, out for the season. Broncos D taking a big hit. Bradley Chubb out for the year. And the Titans trip out there is on the horizon. That's never, I'll tell you what, it's never an easy place to win, right? Mile High Stadium. When the schedule comes out, you always say, Denver, tough place to win. It's automatic, right? But this Denver team, it's hurt. I mean, every week it's getting more and more. They're just they're just not good. No, they're not. They're not a good team. They are not. You got to feel like I, I watched the end of that game yesterday when I was sitting in the airport, and Vic Fangio just looking at him as he he walks off. He does a quick handshake, and then you just can tell he just Mike Munchak, by the way, offensive line coach. Yeah. Now, at the same time, you got to give the Jags a lot of credit. Weathering this storm, the whole Jalen Ramsey craziness, they're 2-0. and They have they have stabilized in what could have been a completely season re- a complete season record, right? You lose your quarterback, you got your best player demanding being traded, playing all kinds of games in the media, I'm sick, you know, this, this. And they have found a way to win two games. That's... That's a feather in Doug Marone's cap. Well, who this was, is he why, was dead man walking, right? That's why I Everybody say, thought he was gone. Don't you can't you just in the NFL you just can't. You can't talk about the the players you don't have because everybody goes through this. And that's a prime example. Nick Foles and Jalen Ramsey, two critically important players for a Jags team, and they've just gone two and zero. Now, Ramsey did play in the last game before that, but they just went to Denver and won. New Orleans has lost Drew Brees, first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. The last two weeks, they've gone 2-0 and without Drew Brees, their first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. Gardner Minshew is 2-0. and Oh, by the way, Cam Newton, who took the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl not long ago and was an MVP, uh, he's been out the last two weeks. Kyle Allen has won the last two, two games for Carolina. And he lost three fumbles yesterday. Just went to and they Houston still won. and beat the Texans. It's been a so, weird year for quarterbacks. You have to, you know, you can't talk about, well, this guy isn't playing and this guy. So we, you know, they should be better. But don't forget, this guy's hurt and this guy's suspended. Everybody deals with that in the NFL. Nobody has a shoulder in the NFL for you to cry on about who you don't have. You just have to figure out how to get around it because you know it, nobody has their full complement of players. It's just how it works. And some adjust and they you have these success stories that I just laid out and some don't. Right. It's and, some crater, right? And they don't recover. And you're going to have another backup be a starter. Chase Daniel will be the guy for Chicago at least for a few weeks. Trubisky's out. He is out with a dislocated left shoulder and a slight labrum tear. Does not require surgery. Should be back sooner rather than later. 
He'll travel to London to play the Raiders, but will will not play. So depth is that's why you know we we talked a lot in the training camp and the time leading up to it that there is something to be said for roster building and having steady players. Those you know those players twenty five through forty five on your roster so important and it was a big thing yesterday. The Titans did a good job. They they fixed the major major problem in the line at least for a week. Right now they got to go up against a really tough defense next week, but they'll have Lawan back. But the but the Nate Davis thing, whatever they did, you got to say that was a step in the right direction well, for a week. Yeah, we'll see if he holds up. But at least talent wise, right? I was trying to watch him as much as I could. He, he had some nice blocks. They ran his way a couple times, opened up a couple holes. Wasn't perfect, I'm sure, but there wasn't that. Oh my goodness, they can't. They can't run a play, right? All plays are being blown up. All right, I've got the top five Titans offensive grades according to Pro Football Focus, PFF. Who graded out as the best offensive weapon the Titans had yesterday in the win over the Falcons? Who graded out the best? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Willie, what do you say? Uh, Hard to argue that. I would go with A.J. Brown. A 91.4 grade. I was always looking for a 91.4 in school. A.J. Brown did indeed grade out the best. Who was second? Mm, I would think there's a lot of good grades out there. Uh, I would say Mariota probably graded out pretty well. I would I'd probably have him second and then maybe Corey Davis. Mariota fourth, fourth. 78.0. Okay. Other than the one drop that resulted in Titans kicking a field goal and not maybe getting closer with the head momentum that third and three or whatever it was, I, I thought Davis was Corey very Davis dynamic. was second. Yeah. Second. 84.3. Okay. Still would well, have taken that in school. Probably would have had a 90 had he not dropped the yeah, one. I, I don't know drop. how to, I don't know how to do drop. this. But, um, so, all offensive players? These are, this these are is just all offensive offense, grades. Right? So who's okay, third? So... Derrick Henry? I mean, he carried the ball 27 times. It's hard for me to yards. evaluate linemen, but I, but I did think that Saffold and Kelly were solid on the on the left side. Okay, which one? I'll, I'll go with Saffold. Saffold was fifth, 75.4. So, so who are we missing, the third? So Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry, not in the top five. Okay. Dennis Kelly, not in the top five. So we're still missing one of the top You're five. You're missing the third. Third best graded out, according to Pro Football. Focus, offensive grades. Mm. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. Fourth was Mariota. Fifth, Saffold. Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin, 83.5. Hmm. Played well. It's a good sign. The yeah, Falcons. They need, they, <laughs> he needed but, that. But now you got the Bills coming in. It's going to be essential. This is going to be such a great test. To see, because we all had this down as it. If they can survive the first four games, then you got the Bills coming in. Well, Bills are tricky. They're tough. They got issues at quarterback and yep. offense, right? But their they, don't defense, need to, they don't need to score much. Their defense is going to keep them around. Their defense is one of the top defenses in the league. They're Important really good. game for the offense to be opportunistic. I don't think they're going to roll up and down the field the way they did. But they got to be steady. You got to make plays when you have a chance. And you got to hope your defense can shut down the Bills.
You know right. when the Patriots had trouble scoring? I mean, they, they got seven of their points off a of block punt. Yeah. And they ended up with how many points? 16. 16. Yeah. One so of they score nine? That's, one with special teams. That has you going, hmm, pretty good defense. Bradley Chubb, by the way, tore his ACL. Um, so he has lost for the season. Willie, give us a word about Lee Company. All right. Glad to have Lee Company back. Of course, there's a hu- they're a huge sponsor of the Nashville Predators. Um, you'll hear them a lot during Darren and Pete and Hal's broadcast with Chase in there. Can't wait to crank that up. But Lee Company, of course, is one that they say, hey, put us on your team. They'll always be ahead of the game with home maintenance, improvements, and repairs. You've got a lot on your plate. Lee Company can help. I am not a handyman, and so the home maintenance plan is really, really important. Sign up for the Lee Company home maintenance plan to have your heating and air conditioning system tuned up twice per year. Eventually, it is going to get colder. Eventually. But now is the time, if you're on the ball with the home maintenance plan, that if that if you're on this plan, you will get a call from Lee Company. They'll say, it's time to schedule a heating unit check. They'll make sure your heater is ready for the winter and the air conditioner is primed for the summer. So how do you get involved? You call 567-1000 or go online at LeeCompany.com and sign up for the home maintenance plan. Be like me and my family. We are on this plan and... We experience the Lee Company difference. That's 567-1000 or LeeCompany.com. Hey, Preds fans, if you want to go to opening night, that's this Thursday, Bridgestone Arena. You might want to stop by Cool Springs Wine and Spirits. It's located at 1935 Mallory Lane. 1935 Mallory Lane. Tomorrow afternoon for your chance to win. Jared and the GM will be doing their show there from 2 to 6. They will be giving away tickets to the Preds' season opener against the Minnesota Wild. All get started Thursday night in Smashville. First four games of the season at home. So, Cool Springs is where you want to be tomorrow afternoon. Cool Springs Wine and Spirits, 1935 Mallory Lane. Should be a lot of fun Wednesday night. Okay, I've got more grades. Let's flip over to the... Defensive side of the ball. You guys did pretty good on offense. How about the top five graded out according to PFF on the defensive side of the ball? I love the game by Rashawn Evans. I thought it was strong. Rashawn Evans in the top five survey says no. Malcolm Butler. Not in the top five. Malcolm Butler, fourth, 74.2 grade. You go, Willie. Um. Uh, Jarrell Casey, no question. Number one. Fantastic. How about that? We've been kind of waiting for that, right? Yeah. Jarrell Casey had his his breakout game. Jarrell Casey, a 90.6. 90.6. Best of anybody on defense, according to PFF, and quite honestly, it wasn't even close. Wow. Uh, even I like Jayon Brown's game from my yep. eyeball test. Not in the top five. Wow. Um, Did you guys not think that no, I Brown he, and Evans were I active? Thought, yep. I thought they were. Moving around. I thought they were good. A Dory? I don't know how you... Dory Jackson, third. Really? 75.3. Good for him. So we have one, three, and five? You have one, three, and four. Four. Wait, wait a minute. You said... Who'd you say? Butler, right? I said Butler. Yeah, fourth. One, three, and four. You're missing two and well, five. Let's, okay, with all of the scrutiny that a Dory Jackson has been under from everybody, not just us three, but everybody, he has been the whipping boy in a lot of ways. I like that he bounces back with that performance. That's that's a sign of good mental toughness right there. Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, not in the top five. And let's also say as a group, the secondary 
rose to the challenge of all those weapons that the Falcons have, did a nice job. Certainly helped that they took away the running game. Well, how about and them that, going after be an issue. Font, by the way? How about that? That's pretty impressive. They didn't shy away from him at all. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Trufant's their best guy. He has basically shut everybody right. down. They went after him. Um, yeah, Dory Jackson, no doubt he played well. He had five solo tackles in the game. That's why I'm 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 confused. Well, and so did Rashawn Evans. He had five uh, solo tackles. Did Kenny Vaccaro score? He had the nice play on the fourth and one. Rashawn Evans had five. So yeah, he had ten total tackles, five yeah. of them solo. Who? Kenny Vaccaro. Kenny Vaccaro not in the top five. Hmm. Kevin Byard not in the top five. Really? You guys did better. We did better on the offense. Well, I mean, offense. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Mason. Just uh, give it to us. Yeah, we're out of guesses. Day we, we don't Juan win. Jones we was second. Jones was second, seventy six point four. So Jarrell Casey, the runaway at 90.6. Jones at 76.4. Adoree Jackson, 75.3. Butler, 74.2. Isaiah Mack, 74.1. Not Khalil. Isaiah Mack, 74.1. How about that? He had uh, half a sack. So he and Rashawn Evans combined on a sack. Isaiah Mack, look, he was somebody that, you know, we – kind of paid attention to during training camp makes it and he's made a he's made an impact i mean you've we've called his name a few times now so good for him and by the way i'm glad adory did not return a punt i know that yeah they didn't really have to return very many punts but i'm glad that they didn't no i agree back there i agree but i thought it was i believe it was the first series by atlanta adory had had a breakup that I I looked at my friends and I said, that guy needed that more than anything. He needed to make a big play like that. And and it carried over for the rest of the game. I thought Adoree played a, played a nice game. I thought Wesley Woodyard was out there, mm-hmm. visible, yep, doing his thing. Yeah. He, he's more of a role player now. But, but I know, but I thought he stood out more than just a role player. But yesterday. I think uh, that's where I think, what I saw is what we were saying a lot during the preseason. They they scratched Finch. They put in Reggie Gilbert. Gilbert had a couple of nice plays in there. I saw Correa in there for some plays. You got Woodard. So you have, you have depth. You don't, you're not relying on just the first string. It's a collection. I saw you know, the rookie from Iowa. All of a sudden, I'm blanking on his name. Imani Hooker. Imani Hooker was in there. Some, you know, they're, they're using, they use the, the depth. Cameron Wake had his most. Now Cameron Wake, he didn't finish the game, right? It looked like they were taping his thigh, thigh, maybe a maybe a hamstring or a groin. Mm-hmm. So that'll be something to watch for this week. Hopefully he's okay. They had a pretty good handle on the game at they the time. They need Harold Landry to this moving forward. Yeah, he yeah. had a he had a nice sack. Landry did. He had a couple, didn't he? Their their pass rush was way better than it's been. That's you. Will. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> I was like, didn't who, hit the, forgot to hit the mute button. Whose pooter is on? But didn't you think? I mean, that, that's that's the baffling thing about the league. They flip flopped it the week before against Jacksonville. Couldn't protect the quarterback. Couldn't get to the other team's quarterback. This week, much different. Protected. Won him. the won the battle on Got both five sides. Sacks. Five sacks. Didn't give up a sack. Yep. 
and you see the result. Here's a little interesting, just fun fact, and we'll come back and, and switch a little gears. Do you know who is last in the nation? This is on the college football side. Who's last in the nation in trips to the red zone in Division I football? I, I, the, since you're bringing it up, right. I'm going to imagine that it's going to shock me. I mean, well, it's just kind of, like I said, it's just a little fun little fact. I don't. I saw Barrett Salee tweet this out. MTSU. It kind of, Fewest it, trips to the red zone they, of any team in the country. The strength of schedule, games. though. The strength of schedule. Yeah, I know. I at mean, Michigan, at Iowa. And Duke, Duke, Duke by the way, Duke who dismantled, dismantled Virginia destroyed Tech. Destroyed Virginia Tech. Friday night, oh, my underdog pick. Holy cow, are you guys going to have a field day? And everybody wanted that on. game, too. It was the first pick. A field everybody day. Everybody groaned when you picked that game because they all wanted on it. on Thursday. Holy crap. That may be the worst pick I've ever taken. And as you said, that was the first pick that everybody slammed their fist down on. Like, crap, that's the one I wanted. And it was the mm. worst pick I think I've ever had. Chase's yeah. cronies were all groaning. I know. And Duke went to went to Blacksburg and just ripped Justin Fuentes and that Virginia Tech team. They stink. They're not that good. Or Duke's way better than I think. Mm. I mean, their only loss is Alabama. Yeah, I know. And they didn't look good in that loss either, and then they've just turned it around since then. Golly. Yeah, MTSU only six trips to the red zone through four games. Yikes. Not good. All right, we will come back. More on the other side. Darren, Donick, and Chase, ESPN, 102.5 The Game. Back when Vince could sing, and he was a lot smaller. Hey, Preds fans, Smashville Live returns this Wednesday. Brew House South in Cool Springs. A lot of stuff going on in Cool Springs this week. It's located at 1855 Galleria Boulevard. It'll be from 7 until 8 p.m. This week's guest, the Poils. General Manager David and Assistant GM Brian. First 50 people in attendance will get an opportunity to get an autograph or a picture. Fans can win tickets to an upcoming Predators game, including the one against the Sharks, which will be on Tuesday evening, October 8th. Yes, I've got October 8th in my calendar. Nash and the Preds Energy Team will be there. And Smashville Live is brought to you by Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Darren, what what year was it when Nash had a broken leg at the beginning of the season? Oh, yeah. We need to get you on some of the same type of promotions that they were doing when Nash came out of the summer with a cast on. Yeah, I know. I hope I'm not in a cast tomorrow. I'm going back again. I have another I just, injury report. I just, they, I'm becoming norm and cheers. They're just like, I walk in, I'm like, hey, dear. So, yeah, Doc will be with you in a minute. <laughs> I went from never going, ever, to now I'm just a regular. <laughs> okay. Norm. <laughs> Here he comes again. Another appointment. <laughs> I was looking at Kevin Allen's projections, USA Today. Okay. Right? Season's going to begin on Wednesday. So everybody's making their NHL projections. So 
Who do we think Kevin Allen predicted would win the Central in the Western Conference? Um, the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche says Chase. To put this in perspective, I mean, Kevin is one knowledgeable man, but I think if you took 20 experts, 20 knowledgeable people, you would have this sprayed a, all over the board. Sprayed all over you, the you board. You could get 20 yep. different answers. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't uh, know if you get, okay, no. we'll get 20. It would be no. very mixed. <laughs> it would be the, a weird division. It would be. You might have as many as five teams get a, get a first place vote, right? Right. You won't um, get seven first place I don't think votes. you get seven. But I think you, and with Winnipeg, I think they'll probably shy away from picking them to win the division. But by the end of the year, could they be Well, this weekend powerful? helped. It helped it a helped. lot. Helped a lot. But I'll say, Kevin, he's, Chase at Avalanche, I'll just say he'll give the benefit of the doubt to the Blues. He indeed picked the Avs. 100 points gets it done in the Central, according to Kevin Allen. See, that's an interesting number at 100 because 100 won it last year mm-hmm. for the Predators, but it was 100, 99, 99, mm-hmm. 97, 90. You know, it, there, it was very bunched. He's got second place at 95 points. Second place with 95 points. 95 points, second place. See, that creates a very interesting dynamic. 95, there. 94, 93 are second, third, and fourth. Care to guess those teams? That would also, to me, indicate that he thinks the Pacific is better uh, as no, well. No, he's got the Pacific winner at 97 points. San Jose but Sharks. It just, it's a matter of spreading the points around fairly evenly. Um, well, I'll say he's got the Predators in there. Yeah. Well, which one? Second, third, or fourth? Second. I mean, I, I you're trying to have me read Kevin's mind. I'll say, I'll second. say Predators. He had him yeah. second. Okay. 95 points. Stars, third, 94 points. Blues, fourth, 93 points. So, first to fourth, separated by seven points, according to Kevin Allen, USA Today. Jets... 88 points, Blackhawks, 88 points, Minnesota Wild, 68 points. He has mm. them as the second-worst wow. team in the Western Conference. That Behind much of a or in front of, I'm sorry, in front of whom? As the worst team in the Western Conference. Anaheim? No, he has mm. Anaheim better than gonna, Minnesota. That was going to be my huh. guess, is Anaheim. L.A.? Yeah, just, just stay in Southern California, L.A. They're in, they're, they've got the right idea. Both of those teams have had the same nucleus of veteran players for a long time, and it, sooner or later, father time was going to catch up. He's so got Anaheim, L.A., and Minnesota as the worst teams in the West by far. I'm, I don't see Minnesota dropping off that far. I think I think they're a clear seven on paper. You got them 68 But points. that 68, 68 is really down there. Points. He also That's surprisingly low for me for the Jets. At 88. Yep. I'm not sure I buy that yet. I still fear them. Now, they, they have got, with, with the Bufflin situation unknown, their issues on the back end are very significant. Because remember, it's not just Bufflin's out. They they lost Myers to free agency. They traded Jacob Truba. So they, and they lost Ben Sherratt, another rock-solid defensive defenseman that played a lot of minutes for them. So they, they just have a lot of new faces back there. 
And so it stands to reason that it's going to take a while to sort that out, especially if Bufflin doesn't show up and start playing at some point. Kevin Allen from USA Today has the three best teams in hockey all in the same division. Three best teams in hockey all in the same division. That would be the Atlantic. Yep. Yeah. Tampa winning the President's Trophy again. I don't believe that. I just I know they're good, but I mean, I just it's so hard to do back to back. But they are loaded. I know, but it's so, so hard loaded. to do back to back President's Trophy. I mean, that's Barry Trotz and the Capitals did it. Yeah, no. Didn't win the cup either year. Yeah. They went out with, they got swept in the first <laughs> round last year. So maybe their their approach is, you know, eh, you know, maybe we President's Trophy not that big. He's got Tampa, Boston, Toronto. He has them as the three best teams in, in the league. In the league. All over 100 points. 115, I, 105, 102. I don't know if I agree. I want to see Toronto because they, they made some changes. The Tyson Berry trade, Nazem Kadri. Could name a captain, cover. finally. Not that, that I mean, yeah. I know that's. But, I mean, he's got that as the best division, hands down. Oh, it's the top. It's a Panthers top. and Canadians with 98, 96 points. I mean, that, that wins divisions, according to his predictions. Panthers those, and Canadians would win the Metropolitan and the Pacific Divisions with those points. Don't you guys think that the Panthers could be that team, though, that you know ends up being the biggest disappointment if they don't achieve what everybody's thinking they're going to do? Well, well, you get Bobrovsky and you get Quinville. There could be expectations. Right. You, you, yeah. They should be a lot better. They yeah. should they should be a playoff team, if not a division winner. But you got to see it. You got to see it first. Those two teams that, that you just mentioned, the Canadians and the Panthers, are two teams that people have circled as teams that didn't make it last year that are poised to jump up in there and make it this year. Okay. Tradition, traditionally, there's always a few. Right, rarely do the same sixteen. There's usually at least two or three that didn't make the last year jump in, if not more. So Adam Vingan's piece last week in the Athletic garnered a lot of attention on our show. Right, I even brought it to pregame and postgame and primed for a big season. Right, we talked about that a lot. Well, he's got a new piece out in the Athletic. Eight sizzling takes on the Predators this season. Okay, mm. so I want to see if you guys agree or disagree to Adam Vingan's eight. I love sizzling takes. Sizzling takes on the Predators. <laughs> but this is not. This these are not hot takes. These or are sizzling said, takes. He says we live in an age of hot takes. <laughs> so he is labeling them his sizzling takes. He's got eight of them. Would that be above hot or? I think it's above. Yeah, yeah. I think it's above. This hot. is like it's not just hot. This sizzling is, on, is like you need a just, mitt. Yeah. So he's trying to turn it up. This he's saying this is some big okay, just listen to this. The very normal normally even keeled Adam Vingen. Yeah. Usually a little you know, a little cynical at times. But usually not, you know, a fly off the handle kind of thing. So for him to go sizzling, that's noteworthy. A little cynical does not make you a bad person, Willie. Oh, I didn't say it did at all. Okay. Just looking at his the way he worked, you know, views the world. words over there. He should be used to that, <laughs> to a little cynical. Skeptical? Now. Skeptical. Okay, number one. Pecorine starts fewer than 50 games, so I'm asking you guys agree or disagree with his sizzling takes. I, I think the over-under is 50. Exactly. He's saying fewer than 50. So, so do you disagree? Boy, 
I think he would have to get hurt to have under 50. Yeah. And it's very possible that that could happen. I, that's a chicken bleep answer, okay? Of course we know if he misses 22 games, he's going to – he's saying all – all things aside, that he's healthy and upright to go the whole season, he's going to start less than 50 games. That's his sizzling it, it, If he's healthy, he's not going under 50. Okay, so you're saying you disagree. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 well, I, the over-under 50. It'll be right at 50. I disagree, I but barely. I think I think the over-under is 50, and I think he's going to play just a little bit over. So I, I will disagree, but I see why Adam brings it up. I think it's a fair question. And if UC Saros and the opportunities that he gets lights it up, I mean, we all know in hockey you have to play the hot hand. So, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So you got to play the hot hand on these sizzling takes. Yeah. That's like very good. Play the sizzling. By hand? the way, he ranks uh, his sizzles. He's got that as three, three flames. That one, three flames, three flames. Pecorino starts fewer than fifty games. Sizzling take number two. This is just a two flamer. The Predators have a seventy point score for the first time since oh seven oh eight. Willie agree disagree. Of course, Jason Arnett and J.P. Dumont were the last to do it. Boy, I, I do think this is one they've been due to have that happen. Does somebody have that kind of year? So I, I'll agree. I'm agreeing. Yeah, I'll agree. Just I, one I one agree. guy. So that's just two flames. And you can be very successful if nobody hits that, but it's just weird. Like, I, I do think Forsberg would have had it. I think Arvidsson would have had it. I think Forsberg, had they not Arvidsson, so much time. and Deshane, and even Johansson, I think are four prime suspects for that, right? They all could could get could get 70. Right? Could. I mean, yeah. Johansson, because he gets 50 assists, I mean, then if he has a 20-goal right. season, I mean, he can get there, right? Okay. Sizzling take number three. This is just a two-flamer, according to Adam Vingan. Philip Forsberg or Victor Arvidsson become the first 40-goal scorer in team history. Agree or disagree? Chase. Agree. And I think it's Forsberg. I think he does. I, I think he's poised. I think he does it. Good shot, but uh, I'll say I'll disagree. I'll say no. Okay. Doesn't Every, mean they won't. Everything has to go right, as we know. Neither one of them can get hurt, right? I mean, you yeah. have to play the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's another thing. They've had to. They've been battling some injuries. So I think if you're gonna, the safer play is to say you disagree. Right, because everything has to everything has to fall. In place. I'd love to. I'd love to tell you well, that I'm they gonna, both would have thirty-two. You know, I'd say I'll, I'll take that. You know, neither neither gets forty, but both get in that thirty range. I think I'm gonna that's, I'm gonna gamble. I'm gonna fine I'm gonna say it happens. Three flames for this sizzling Ooh. take. Three flames. It's hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Roman is that, Yossi. The, is that the max? I think three flames is the max. Okay. So is that? Yep. I'm seeing. No, there's a four. Oh, hold oh, we on. got a four. Oh, hold on. There's, okay. There's a four flame. This one's just three flames. Roman Yossi is a finalist for the Norse Trophy. Three flames. Agree or disagree, Chase? Hmm. That's a good one. Um. I'm going to agree. I mean, are you going to agree I'm on gonna... every sizzling take? Like all these are going to happen? I mean, you've agreed on every one of them. I'm hedging my bets. This one I agree. Well, you're not I hedging agree. anything. You're you're going. You were saying they're all going to happen. Yeah, I agree. This one I agree, and the reason is because PK Subban. I don't know what his explanation is, but because PK Subban is not there to uh, split and share the spotlight, the admiration. I think he becomes a little bit more of the headliner. So I think the conditions are right. Plus, every passing year, people I think appreciate more about Yossi's game. 
So if if the numbers are there, then I think yes, I, and, I agree. And we've talked about on this show that we think Ekholm is going to be the one to take the biggest step with PK's absence. I still think Ellis and Yossi get even better than they already are, and so I would say Yossi is going to be in the in the consideration. But he's got to be a finalist for this to be. Got to be a finalist. Yeah. He's saying that uh, this, you know, in the off season, he needs to sign a new deal so he's going to have a big year because he doesn't have a new deal signed. Hmm. No, I'm just kidding. He, didn't, he, didn't, <laughs> he does talk about the big contract, so that is in there. We'll come back and get the rest of the sizzling takes, and Chase will agree on all these sizzlers. I disagreed on the first one. Did you? With Pekka? Starts fewer than 50 games? Yeah, I said I disagree, but barely. Yeah. That's a disagreement. Let's <laughs> go to break. The caveat. I disagree with the caveat. Afanasiev. We'll come back, wrap up Darren Donick and Chase next. Go get some cold water to put out these flames. Put out these sizzling or takes. Really just to stay cold. We will have more sizzling takes at a rank tomorrow. Centennial Sportsplex. We'll talk to you then.